But uh, right. <laughs> but like, yeah. So next up, last thing we want to talk about. I try not to go too long. Um, so for my birthday, I like I was thinking about going to um Hibachi, but I said, you know what? I'm gonna go spend my birthday with lovable dumb Thor. So Thor Love and Thunder came out, and this movie is just him getting back to the Thor that we love and he is being chased by Gord the God Butcher. Will he get away? Well, we're going to find out after we watch this little trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. These hands were once used for battle. Now they're but humble tools for peace. I need to figure out exactly who I am. I want to choose my own path. Live in the moment. My superhero days are over. So there we go. And uh sorry for the music, y'all in the background, but I had to make sure I don't get okay. I was yet. confused. I was like, I thought that was my computer. <laughs> nah, I had to make sure Marvel don't fucking copyright me. Fuck that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh I'm gonna just start off with my thoughts of the movie. Um, if you're expecting two things. One, if you're expecting um this to be a um a Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy team up. Don't come for that for that movie because they're in there for a whole five to ten minutes. <laughs> and and two, if you're expecting this to be better than Ragnarok, in my opinion, Ragnarok is still the better movie. Now, I'm going to go on the reasons why. Now, one thing I did like about, like, one thing I did like about the movie, they're still going with the character that they built in Ragnarok. He's still, he's a lovable idiot. He's like, he, he's a frat boy. <laughs> I like that about Thor. I I tell you all the time, Thor: The Dark World is trash. I hated that movie. That is at the my very bottom of the list for Marvel movies. I do not like it. I don't like Thor as this Shakespeare Shakespearean god. I didn't like it in the comics. I don't like it in the movies. So seeing him be a frat boy, I love it. Now, um, now <laughs> the Guardians the Guardian scene was funny as hell because. It's like legit. They were just trying to drop his ass off. <laughs> they were like, man, look, yeah, we were gonna ditch you anyway. Like, from our guy, like, yeah, we were gonna ditch you anyway. So and I I thought that was funny. And I'm glad because it would have took away from it being a Thor movie, it just made it 
a Guardians movie. Really, they were in there to promote Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now, I did like Jane. I'm glad that they did bring Natalie Portman back. I'm surprised they brought her back because all the things that she said in the past. But it was nice to see her back. I did like her, like her being Mighty Thor because, you know, it's, it's comic relevant and it's nice to see them bring more things from the comic book on screen. I love Gord the God Butcher. To a certain extent, I'll go into more detail about that. It was also nice to see them expand the mythology in Marvel. You got to see the different gods. You got to see Native American gods. You got to see um, Egyptian gods. You got to see Wakandan gods. So that that's a very, very nice touch. Now, um, what else can I say? I will say that this movie is, I think, two hours even. So thank yeah. God it wasn't two hours and 30 minutes because I, I, I can't do it no more. Like, you can do it. <laughs> uh, it was two hours and 49 minutes. So, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so, but so I did appreciate that it had a two hour runtime and it was a, it was a brisk runtime. Like it was a brisk two hours. I did not feel the length at any point. That Those things I did like about the movie and some of the humor did work. There's a running gag I'm going to talk about. They had me dying laughing every time I heard them damn ghosts. <laughs> I would laugh, I would laugh my ass off every time I, I heard them. the ghosts. <laughs> every, every every time, look, I'm gonna tell you right now. All thing they had to do was replace the goats with this. Ah! No! But yeah, man, like some of the humor worked for me, and those things I like. Uh, now I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna let y'all go, and then I'm gonna come back around with the things that I thought brought the movie down a little bit for me. I'll start with Courtney. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> thoughts on the new Thor movie? <clears throat> I kind of I do understand I I do understand why the scores were as low as they were on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I'm going to be honest. I like serious Thor. Um, I actually enjoyed Thor 1 and 2. And Ragnarok was okay, but it was so different from the other two. It kind of felt like its own thing. And like you said, it went from him being this very serious, very about heroism guy to like some goof. And in this one, he is a super goof. Um, but amidst all, amidst all the silliness, there were good things. Um, Christian Bale, he did what needed to be done as usual. You know, he shows up, he takes his shit serious, and he's going to give you Christian Bale. So I enjoyed him as the villain. Um, I enjoyed Natalie Portman being back on the screen with Thor because they kind of left. I won't even say the ladies. The people that enjoy a good love story, since they put it in there, um, they kind of left us hanging with that. Like, they already left us hanging with natasha and um hulk so they they really love hanging with jane she just kind of disappeared like like i was telling jason i think they made mention of her in age of ultron and that was the that was it <laughs> like mm -hmm. he that was all we saw of her so it was like okay what exactly happened so it's nice that they kind of brought that back and and came full circle and you know then let her be mighty thor i wasn't crazy about the way they you know, because I was like, how does she end up? And then they explain it. I mean, they explain it. Um, I wasn't crazy about it, but at least they explained it. And then they did all that just to kill her off. Like, you could have kept Mighty Thor. So, um, but I enjoyed her. I enjoyed Valkyrie. I enjoyed Christian Bale. 
it was very silly. It was very silly. I definitely enjoyed uh, the Asgardian kids and Hemdale, baby Hemdale, who came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> but it was definitely, it was Ragnarok on crack to me. Like, for real. I think they, they saw how well that whole 80s rock and neon colors <coughs> theme, <coughs> excuse me, um, did how well it did with Ragnarok. And they just tried to crank it up several notches and it kind of overdid it. So, I don't know. Um, especially coming behind such a strong film as Doctor Strange. Um, that was very, you know, very hard to follow up to that. And it's, it's almost like it was the complete opposite. Like, that one was so dark. So we're going to be excessively light and excessively cheesy and campy and, and they went for it. So, I mean, I'm not saying it was bad. I enjoyed it. But I ain't going to sit here and lie like it's one of Marvel's greatest works. It, it wasn't. So, for me, I mean. All right. I'm about for you, Hanako. Okay. So I'm going to piggyback off of what Courtney said, but in a different way. I actually loved the silliness and the funness and the brightness of the film because mm-hmm. Coming off of how dark uh, Multiverse of Madness was, I felt like, okay, I can't do another depressing movie. I can't do anything else heavy. Like, I need something light. And I feel like this, I mean, this film did it from start to finish. It was funny. And I also, too, I'm I'm in the small minority. I, I don't have a problem with Serious Thor. I didn't have a problem with Thor Dark World. But Chris Hemsworth comedic timing and the way that he plays that version of um, Thor, I love it. It was so much fun to see. The goats were hilarious. Like every time <laughs> I the goats green. Oh my God, I laughed so hard. So that was fun. Um, I love Natalie Portman coming back. I love seeing Jane Foster. Um, I loved seeing what they did with her with the Mighty Thor storyline. Um, I feel a little bit cheated because her character does die at the end. But at the same time, I like the I like the fact that they kind of um, expounded on her humanness. Like that's one of the mm-hmm. things that Thor really loved about her. And even though she was powerful enough or she was able to pick up Mjolnir, the fact that she was not strong enough for it to take away her sickness, to, for her to still die a very human death. Yeah. I like that contrast because, yes, she can be this powerful person, but her being a superhero doesn't take away from her very real human problems and her very real humanity. I did yeah. love that about it. And and even though she's human, we see in the end credits, she does get to go to Valhalla. Despite, <sighs> you know, what he told Sif, he was like, oh, in order to get to Valhalla, you have to die in battle. And she didn't. But I yet, said the same thing. Like... <laughs> so... So I love I love that part of it. Um, I love seeing Darcy. I, you know, I I'm a huge Darcy fan. We don't see her enough. I agree. So, I love Darcy. I love seeing her here. I love Valkyrie. Tessa Thompson. She just needs to be in every MCU movie ever. Just bring Valkyrie <laughs> in. I don't care if she's the drunk auntie over there cheering them on the way Thor was in the beginning of the movie. Please add more Tessa Thompson into the MCU. Um. I loved the uh, 
you know, going to the omnipotent city and seeing all of the gods and, you know, a couple of little throwaways in there. You know, you saw a couple of celestials sitting up there in the omnipotent city and Russell Crowe as <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> he was so ridiculous. He was. And so... <laughs> has so much ego and so much of a narcissist and so prancy and it was he was just the perfect blend of ridiculousness that we needed to add to the rest of this silly this this humorous fest of a film i just i loved it i you know ragnarok was one of my favorite films just because of the how different it was from all of the Mm -hmm. series especially you know the stuff that with Infinity War and all of this, every everything that's going on, you got to have the lighthearted moments. And Thor yeah. brings it in space. And it's so much fun. Matt Damon being back <laughs> as, as Guardian actor. I will, like, those I things are so, they're so fun for me. I, I absolutely love this movie. It was so much fun. But also, at the same time, and I say this every time they do this, I feel like every time they give us a lot of silliness in a film, they're gonna rip our hearts out with the next one. I just, I don't, I don't even, I can't even think right now which film is coming up next. But Black I just Panther. have to, okay. Yeah. So I mean, uh, we might, we might have some more darkness. We're not gonna get silly like on this scale from Black yeah. Panther. So. I feel like we probably we probably needed it. And the other thing that I love about this Thor film is that we got a break from all the multiverse stuff. Like Thank I said, God. you saw you saw little bits and pieces here, but for the most part, Thor is in his own world. He's dealing yeah. with his own things, and you got to see that a little bit without worrying about the consequences of the multiverse and all the stuff that's happening on Earth in that sense. And again, like I feel like. I need a breather from that because that storyline is as as we see as it goes on with Eternals and with Shang-Chi and with uh, Multiverse of Madness and No Way Home. All of that stuff is is pointing us towards another heavy um you know heavy arc in the MCU. Give me some silliness before we go through all that. Before y'all rip my heart out again, just give me something funny that I can look at and just laugh till I almost pee my clothes and just have fun. And that's what this movie was. It was so much fun. Yeah. And like I said, I agree with you. Like, I had a lot of fun in this movie, which is why I hate to talk about things I did not like about this movie. First thing, first thing, uh, Marvel, y'all got all this money. There, There is no reason for CGI to be really, really bad at points. And it's it, it's always with the nanotech helmets. It does not look right. I don't even know why we even doing the nanotech helmets. It does not look right in any movie. It just it. I do not like it. That's one component. Have the now the dialogue. Oh boy, that dialogue. It got better as the movie went on, but the very the very beginning. Oh, that dialogue was cheesy as hell. And I think um, it was supposed to be that way on purpose, though. But but it, it's like it got but it got better as the movie went on. I don't know what was going like uh what's her name Siv whatever her dialogue was cheesy as <laughs> hell. I was like what the I was like what the hell is this? And then 
Now, one thing I did like, what I thought was funny, there was another gag. New Asgard is full-blown capitalist society at this point. <laughs> they turn Asgard into an amusement park. They have cruise ships. That part I did find funny. Uh, Tessa Thompson is a, a full political figure now. Like, we're used to seeing her as a warrior, you know, a warrior Valkyrie. And now she is George Bush. I mean, like... <laughs> and, and also, man... This is a rom-com, man. And not between people, but Thor and his weapons, man. <laughs> that part was funny where Stormbreaker, is a Stormbreaker kept getting jealous and would like not act right. That was and definitely then, hilarious. And then Mjolnir over there, you know, she trying to make her old man jealous so she can do all this cool things with, with, uh, with Jane that Thor can't do. I thought that was hilarious. So that was another thing. And also... Kudos from Marvel for showing the real depiction of Zeus. Zeus is a dick. <laughs> Zeus is a dick and he is a pervert. I'm glad that they finally, I'm glad that Marvel took the kid gloves off and actually showed, yeah, Zeus is Zeus is a piece of shit. Mm, with his little skirt. That was too funny when he stepped down the <laughs> steps and he did his little skirt. <laughs> and now, and now, uh, now to the things that kind of brought the film down for me the humor in the movie it makes the tone unbalanced that's why i adored um christian bell's performance but i just felt like he was underwhelming as a villain because even when we're supposed to be serious some moments they still got the humor in there so it's kind of breaking the serious seriousness so the tone is unbalanced and gore i was really liking gore how they set him up but I feel like they didn't do enough with Gore. like Gore and Jane. I was disappointed. I was disappointed yeah. because I want because I would expect them to do a whole lot more with Gore because it's Christian Bale. But no, it's just like it's just no, just be just be a cliche unhinged villain with your nasty ass black licorice teeth and call. When he the, said call the dentist. That was too funny. He was like, I'll call. I'll call him when you call the dentist. <laughs> and, and 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 like things like that, like oh man, like I wish I could love Gore, but I can't love Gore because I feel like I didn't get enough of Gore. I got Gore's origin, I got him talking to the Asgardian kids, and then I got him fighting fighting them. It was cool for them to fight him, but it, even then, the end it just felt underwhelming. <laughs> like he just the felt end, like a, they pulled a Batman versus Superman Martha. Oh moment. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's what that Ooh, was. Oh yeah. I was pissed. <laughs> I was so mad at that, at that end. Like my and that's what that's the thing. Marvel, they still have a villain problem. The villain problem is bleeding into phase four. Phase four has not been my favorite just because it's not it's feel like they don't have any direction. And I read that Kevin Feige, he really hasn't been focused that much on these recent movies, and it, it shows. Because a lot of these movies don't feel like it's building towards anything, right? And, and them kids, it was it, it was funny at first, but I was like, this scene's going on too damn long. Because <laughs> a hater, man. No, no, I've just watched too much of the boys. Because if this is the boys, all them kids would be meat on the on the walls on the ground. <laughs> like they because- had the power of Thor. And that is for a limited time only. Like have like even have these kids, they were too scared, had no training, 
but yet they were able to fight, fend for their own life. I, I guess. I so. thought that was one of the best parts of the movie. It's so cute. Yeah. It, it, it was cute. I enjoyed it, was, it. it was cute, but like I said, it made the tone unbalanced because this is a because this is a fight to you know preserve God life, but they make a joke out of it, and I was like, it was cool at first, but then when the scenes that kept going on, I'm like, I want to see Jane and Gore fight. Stop cutting these kids. Like as soon as they went to that little girl with the teddy bear, I'm Hater. like. <laughs> like go, go back to Jane. It was go back like to my Jane. favorite part. Yeah, it, it really. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It really gave the movie some points. Like I don't know why you hating Jason. No, I, I, I'm not hating. But like I'm at a point in Marvel. I'm seeing all these shows. I'm seeing Invincible, The Boys, Watchmen. They doing something new with superheroes. And yes, Doctor Strange. They were being more comic booky. But this, they were being safe with it. And the safeness. I'm tired of marvel playing the safe i like when they take chance but when they play it safe because this whole movie just been playing safe because they they they're not focused they're not focused right now like there's no focus and i can't believe i'm saying this but i'm at a point to where i'm actually excited about dc properties than i am marvel properties like i'm excited even though go that far i i'm I'm like adam i don't know like like, yeah yeah but you know I think the thing with the Marvel films, especially in phase four, I feel like it's not that the villains are not strong enough. I think what they're presenting us with are more complex villains, not a villain in the traditional sense. Like all of these villains, they're more complex. They have a little bit more, there's a little bit more humanity to all of their stories. Like they're not villains because they want to be evil or because they want to take over the world. There are different aspects of humanity kind of woven into these, um, into these villains that make them very sympathetic for a mm-hmm. lot of people. Even if you look at some of the stuff from the beginning of uh, phase four, when they're talking about Thanos, you know, all of the references to Thanos was right and all of this other stuff. Like we talk about the fact that Thanos had the right idea. He had a, he had a, a tangible reason for wanting to do what he did because the universe is overtaxed because the resources are depleting. And in order to save life, he thought, okay, we have to eliminate some of the strain on it. He went about it the wrong way. But when you think about stuff like that, you can kind of understand the thought process. Same with Falcon and the Winter Soldier with the um, with the Flag Smashers. Like, these are people who were placed into housing, given resources in given resources and everything and then as soon as all of the snapped people come back those people are displaced it's again the same problem you have overpopulation you have overuse of resources overstimulation everything so the flag smashers weren't even bad in that sense up until she started killing people to try to make her point then that's when you start getting a little Mm -hmm. more complex I mean, all of these different villains, even with Gore the God Butcher, like his whole thing was he lived his life faithfully. He did what he was supposed to do for the gods. And then you find out the gods don't even give a fuck about you. Like, I would be mad to being on a rampage, too. Like, I lost my daughter waiting for you to fulfill the promise that you gave to your people. And it was just a joke to you. 
You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call him evil in this sense. Like he has a point. And especially if you are somebody looking at it from like for me, from a non-religious standpoint, I'm agnostic. So I don't fall into the whole God and Christians and all this other thing. So if you look at it from that point, it kind of makes sense too. like, okay, you have all of this famine, you have all of this homelessness, you have all of these people murdering people and y'all are, you know, you have schools being shot up and all this other stuff and you're giving out your thoughts and prayers and nothing is changing. I -hmm. understand where Gore is coming from. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it's the fact that the villains are, I don't think they're weak. I don't think that they are, you know, not building them the way that they sh- they're supposed to be building them. I think they're making them more human in that sense so that when it comes to the conflict, you don't have a way to say, okay, yes, he's right. Okay, he's wrong. There's a lot of gray in a lot of things, fictional and real. And I yeah. think that phase four is really showing us that gray area. Wanda, like, a lot of people looked at her as the villain in the last film. This is a woman who has not had a chance to grieve in years. She went from right. losing her family to being indoctrinated by Hydra to being recruited to, you know, use her powers against the Avengers to being put in the Avengers, but then having to go through what she went through, trying to save people. She accidentally you know, blows up a building. Then she's villainized. Then there's a snap. She has to lose vision, not once, but twice. And it's, she had to go through trauma after trauma, after trauma, after trauma, after trauma. And she didn't have a chance to process any of that. And when she did, it exploded in such a way that she enslaved the whole town without knowing it. And then once she did realize it, of course, you're fighting, you know, with whether or not that's something that you need to be doing. Like, you know, you're doing wrong because these people don't have control of their lives. But if you do that, you have to give up the man you love and your children. And then you go from that and you still got to deal with this trauma. And then all this, she just, she had so much. I can't look at Wanda as a vision, as a, as a villain either. You know, because yeah. again, that from that point of view as a mother, what would you as a mother do in order to get your kids back? She didn't go about it the right way, because like somebody said, well, she, she could have just went to a multiverse where her where where the kids didn't have a wand and she could have just went there and, and saw that. But no, she or had to be take like that. Or be like that meme where like uh, it was uh John Krasinski's Fantastic Four, um Miss uh, Miss Fantastic, he says. We'll help you go to the universe and find you kids that don't have a Wanda. And then, then at the very end, the meme says, The end. Right. 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 We wouldn't have had our film then. So, yeah. But like, right. But yeah, but like my, I, I just think that the villains are just more sympathetic and they're more human. See, and whatever that is leading us towards, as far as the big story in phase four, I just think that's going to be really important. See, and, and see, I, I agree with you on the certain thing we're saying that they. Like these villains are more complex, but it's just this thing that I've had with a lot of these third acts. It kind of they drop the ball with these villains in the third in the third act because I'm sorry when they pulled a Martha at the very end of the movie. That's what really brought my rating down. I said, you know damn well y'all be talking about we better than DC, but you pull a um mm, mm. and also another thing about this movie 
just all these movies in general, it's like there's no stakes to a lot of these movies. Like, I just feel like like there's not many stakes. Like, like for, for Thor, it was really the world wasn't in danger, just the gods were in danger. And to be honest, after what we've seen from Zeus, fuck them. <laughs> so, so so it like I don't know, I just feel like a lot of these movies they don't hold the stories don't hold no weight to them, and like I'm waiting to to feel that way. And maybe we they might start when it ironically when it comes to Ant-Man because the because Kang is gonna be Kang is you you give me that look, but if you know who Kang is, Kang is Kang is worse than Thanos. Wasn't and, Kang in Loki? No, uh, no, that was a that was he who he remains. That was like a variant of variant. Kang. Mm-hmm. That, was, that that that's a variant. Kang, he is a time traveling conqueror, and so <laughs> he is far worse than Thanos. So maybe we'll start getting some weight when it comes to quantum mania, because you know it it deals with it deals with the multiverse. But it seems like every move besides him, we're gonna deal with the multiverse. Wakanda is gonna be we're gonna see Namor. I don't know how that's gonna factor in. I, I kind of don't want to see that because I don't want to see Mexicans and black people go to war, but it is what it is, I guess. But, but like, I just, I want, I love the movie for its humor, but I just, it was so many flaws that I saw in this movie that, that I couldn't give it the rating I wanted to. But on the bright side, one thing I did like was the post credit scene with Hercules. I'm glad we finally get to see Hercules. Because, because everybody forgets that Hercules is also a Marvel property as well. Mm. But yeah, like I'm gonna just go ahead and give my rating. I'm gonna give this a very high store buy. It was bordering on a low buttery. It was a really entertaining movie. It had fun performance from Christian Bale, and I enjoyed Natalie Portman, Chris Hemsworth. But the humor in the movie it just broke the film for me. It like it, it made it unbalanced for me. I was like, well, I don't know how I should feel about the end of this movie. <laughs> the ending was bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, the ending was bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that third act. That third act was bullshit. Even though I did like the creative choice with them being in the shadow world and it was in black and white. That was a creative choice. That I did like. Yeah. I, I did like the like the fight scenes were cool, but like I said, the movie had no weight to it. No high stakes. I'm still waiting for phase four to actually build towards something instead of just twiddling. I feel like they're just twiddling their thumbs at the keyboard right now. And and, and it's disappointing because I like Ragnarok. Now, I'm going to say this. It's still my second favorite Thor. Uh, it goes Ragnarok, this one, uh, Thor 1. I don't want to put the Dark World on there, but since I kind of have to, it's the Dark World at the very last. Oh, they need to be slapped for that movie. But... Yeah, it's a very high store bought for me. It's kind, it's kind, it's kind of like um, I wouldn't say multiverse magical disappointment because I enjoy this more. I enjoy that more than this movie. But the past few movies, besides Spider Man and Shang Chi, they, they they've been kind of disappointments, really. I think they just have to. I think they feel the pressure of being on top, and they wanna keep the content coming you know and there's no shame in taking a break and regrouping and coming back strong because i think people want that whole setup of the avengers all over again and that took years and it took time so it's like now we're just kind of putting stuff out which isn't bad you know i enjoyed like he said spider-man i enjoyed spider-man i enjoyed uh multiverse of madness 
I definitely enjoy Shang-Chi as well. So, and some of the shows have been really good too. Like Moon Knight was good. I, I'm enjoying Miss Marvel, but it's like, we don't really know these characters and, you know, I guess we're just so comfortable with what we know. Well, not, so, well, not even then, even then I'm loving the shows more than I'm loving the movies. And, and like I said, these are, these are new kids. Like these are new characters like me. I know Miss Marvel. I know that she, I know she's in the comic, but I never read Miss Marvel. Okay. But, but as of right now, I'm love to what's so crazy is I love the more teenage aspect of the of the um show than the superhero stuff because to me, the teenage aspect of her and her life, like her being Muslim, that's more entertaining than that BS hard light power that the why y'all changed that. But <laughs> that's for next week. But yeah, man, like I'm enjoying the shows because they have because they have six episodes, six to nine episodes. To expand on these on these um on these um arcs, but like the movies, they ru- it's like they're Russian endings. Like like a lot of these endings feel Russian. I, I was giving it a pass for the first few because of COVID, but now it- it's no excuse because co- yeah, COVID's still around, but we're not in a pandemic no more. But yeah, I'm still gonna watch it because you know I'm still a Marvel bitch. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I, I agree with uh, some of what you're saying, but I look at it kind of differently. Like when um, when the first phase of Marvel started with Iron Man and everything like I as a kid, I got into comic books, but I stopped very early just because I was doing so many other things as a kid. So like I read X-Men comics, but I was not familiar with like Iron Man or the Avengers or you know, Captain America aside from the very basics. So all of that was a brand new world to me when it started. And Mm -hmm. just like Courtney said, to get to the Avengers and then where we got with the Infinity Saga, you had to literally start from ground zero being Iron Man and build your way into this universe. And I feel like that's what they're doing with phase four moving forward like they're starting from scratch again Mm -hmm. and they're starting to build us towards something we're not sure what but they've begun putting pieces for different things that may come together in an avengers type thing you know we've seen like we've seen several characters from the young avengers be introduced in various properties we right now Right now, we see... <laughs> <laughs> right now, you know, with Moon Knight and Blade and the Eternals, we're starting to see a little bit of what could become Midnight Suns. So I have a feeling that all of this is going to make sense as soon as, you know, we get a few more properties under our belt but right now the difference between this and what phase one two and three were doing is that they have the disney plus shows to kind of act as not necessarily filler but we can get more additional information about other characters that may come into play in later movies or later um you know storylines so i just feel like just like i was patient with phase one through three to see where this world was going to build and kind of like how you start putting the puzzle pieces together and like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. 
So this and this together makes this and they're going here. I feel like we have to do the same thing with phase four. You know, so, okay, so I'm, you're saying you I'm have to be a little more. Yeah, I'm just being patient. I want to see because here's the thing. What we do know is that Kevin Feige and Marvel, they know how to put a story together. They know how to take obscure characters that most people don't even know of and make us care for these characters and what will happen to them in these stories. So I think the payoff is going to be great. We just might have to be a little patient to get there to see what it is that they're doing. And I mean, like Jason said, I mean, I'm a Marvel bitch. I'm going to be here for whatever. whatever (laughs) So I can be patient. You know, we already know that what they plan on doing up through what, 2025. That's still three years. That's a lot of content to get through. And I have a feeling that once we start getting through it and we see how the puzzle pieces are fitting together, we're going to be just as excited for all of this stuff as we were for phases one through three. And I think these earlier films and the way that they've told those stories will make a lot more sense further down the line. Okay. So what would you rate it? I would give it a, I give it a high movie theater. Okay. Like I, it's, it's it's not quite gourmet because of the silliness, but again, I feel like that silliness was what I needed, especially after Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. to kind of lighten things up a little bit before we go into some more darker darker territory. So yeah, I, I give it a high mo- movie theater. All right, and what about you, Courtney? Okay, okay, one more time. Can you give me the? Okay, you got you, you you got fuck you, you got salty, you got store bought buttery, movie theater gourmet. Okay, I think I'm gonna give it a store bought, um, a high store bought because Christian Bale. Like, I kind of agree with Jason. Uh, this is Chris. This is Batman, baby. Like, don't just give him no little. Okay. Give him the floor. You know, I I, I could have used a little bit more of him, but even for the time that he was there, I feel like he did for his character. For what he was given, he gave what needed to be given. He did. He, he was like, I don't care about the silliness of all this. I don't care about none of that. I am Christian Bale. I, I gain weight and I lose weight for roles. I take every role extremely seriously, and that's what I'm going to fucking do. He's and that's what he did. Die. Huh? He's going to die if he keeps doing that. Well, he's going to die doing what he loves. Do not speak that into existence. That, no. That, but that's. I want, I want him to stop doing that. That's not healthy for you. Yeah. Tom Hanks almost died doing that when he did Philadelphia. Philadelphia. But did you see the movie The Fighter? Okay, if he's going to keep giving us content like that, lose the weight, gain the weight, I don't care. So uh, <laughs> okay. it was so good to get Jane back. I feel like maybe the extreme silliness was to kind of because there was a sad undertone. Jane did not live. Thor did not technically save the day. I mean, he did, but not really. Um, he lost his love, so he didn't save the girl. You know, um, and this is a relationship that's been building since when was the first Thor? 2011. So I mean, mm-hmm. I wanted it to to pan out. What I thought was going to happen is Thor was going to die, and that Jane was going to take over. You know, to give to the new. But it was quite the opposite, and. Um, Jason says it might have been some contractual stuff in real life. I don't know. But, you know, um, there were some a few little teary-eyed parts of this film. Like, there was a sad undertone. So I think all the extreme silliness was kind of to overshadow it or maybe balance it. But, um, 
yeah, for it was just a bit much for me. It was it was a good chuckle, but just because some, like Shazam, Shazam is extremely funny or it's it's very comical, but the storyline is still there. So just because something is a, a comedy, you can't just say to hell with the story. No, it has to make sense. It has to you know play out. We have to get a payoff for certain things. I do not feel like we got a payoff for Jane. And then in the end, like um, Jason said, the villain just changes his mind and wishes his daughter back to be an orphan. Like I, I felt like he should have just died and then and they've been together in the afterlife. But I don't know. Like, why bring her back to be raised by no one? And then now Thor's gonna be her daddy. I'm like, are you okay? I'll ride with it, but I'm written it that who way. Not, who would not want to be raised by all that sexiness? <laughs> As you so kindly pointed out, dude is an like, idiot. I wouldn't bring him back to him. Brave. Yeah, <laughs> to be raised by him. Raised by him. Sexiness is mm-hmm. not what she's thinking. So yeah, right. I need somebody right. with some sense. <laughs> hey, well, you know, she's a god now, so it, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it turned out cute, but it, it it made like it's not something you saw coming, and not in a good way. It wasn't like, oh, this was a good plot twist, girl. No, that meant what? So you gonna bring your daughter back from life to life? You gonna die? Jane gonna die? And mm-hmm. Thor finna raise this random? Child, I mean, okay, you know, like I, I like he could have tailored that wish to say, I want my daughter to come back to life and be raised by these two. Like, he could have inadvertently saved Jane so she would have two parents to, to I, I don't know, but I, I would say this, uh, not to interrupt you, but one thing I forgot to mention that scene where young Heimdall was talking to the kids and Gore was behind him and just appeared. That shit scared the fuck out of me. I was like, right. okay, if he's scary in any part of this movie, it was that part there when he was sitting in that cage and he just came mm-hmm. out the shot. I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. Me and Jason talked about that. I said, I think they're going to start adding a bit of horror element probably to all the films because, you know, we saw the direction it went with, um, I keep wanting to call it Wanda, Multiverse of Madness. There was a was lot of horror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And then in this film, uh, Christian Bale's character has so many horror elements. It gave me Boogeyman. I think that's what he was channeling was Boogeyman. But, which is why he was with those kids, too. So, But but also, but also like, at first, like, oh, that is scary. But then we started talking. I started hearing that generic, cliche dialogue. God damn it, Tiger. God damn it, Tiger. With You're teeth. such a hater. That's the one thing I liked about no, the villain. But see... But see I come from a different a different view a viewpoint of you because I've read and seen so much superhero material that a lot like a lot of the cliche gatekeeper. No, 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 get gatekeepers and me tell you not watch it. First of all, I think they stop watching so they can stop putting out bullshit like throw the dog world. But no, I encourage it, but I'm just saying from from this my opinion, it's a lot of cliche things that I'm that I noticed because mm-hmm. it's just like zombie films. I love zombie films, but every time I see a new zombie film, whenever I see that one fucking trope, like God damn it, why? But but like I said, that that's just me. But but when Christian Bell started talking, I was laughing because I was like, bro, what are you talking about? I think it was the I think it was the fatherhood part of him showing. Like if he was one of those type of I don't give a I don't give a fuck villains with, that's unhinged and has no compassion, no heart, no nothing. I think them kids would have been me too. But I think there's still a human part of him. He could have hurt them, but he never did. You know they were safe for him. 
to a certain degree. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, so that I liked about him. You know, um, he could have been sending back ears and toes and heads and all that shit. There was enough of them to go around, but he protected them. So I mean, I think sure, I actually sure. liked that about him. Sure. Yeah, he was protecting, but also threatening to say, "You want to see your magic trick? Oh, his head's off." Now keep on doing this. Gonna be he tried it. He tried it, but uh <laughs> like really, he was saying, "Keep telling them stories. You're gonna be just like my little snake friend here." That's not what he meant. Oh no, that basically no. That there was some borderline threats in that. You must you must not be listening. <laughs> Why you want to take the little goodness he had away? But yeah, I like that he didn't hurt the kids, and that you know. It, I mean, yeah, they were so scared, but they they really were kind of safe with him. So I I agree with Hanako. Sometimes it's not always black and white. Um, I think the worst villain I ever, and I told you about that movie, um, where the guy who plays Superman, he was like um, Hercules or something like that. It's an older movie. Immortals? Immortals. That villain. I think that is just the worst kind. He has not, there's no redeeming qualities. Anybody can get it. He is just evil for fuck's sake. And I don't think that's necessarily Christian Bale's character. I think he was just a dad and a worshiper who got betrayed and hurt. And when you hurt people, hurt people. And he just got stuck in that. He was like, okay, fuck all the gods. Understandably so, because when we needed you, where were you? So, mm-hmm. you know, I would have liked to, I guess in the end he did kind of get a happy ending no, of his own. No, he didn't. I mean, he they weren't together. So once again, I don't know about the ending, but I think he should have went to the afterlife to be with her. I don't know, but um, but yeah, you, so no, I feel like he did all of that because she died, and that was why he was doing all of that. So maybe maybe the peace for him came in her being alive again. Him okay. feeling like he didn't fail her. You yeah, know, and she gets so, to have a full know. life this go around. So maybe he could rest in peace, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. Once he saw that she was alive and well and knew that someone was going to, not anyone he really knows or even a minute ago cared for or wanted to kill, but now they're going to be her adopted dad. Hey, you know, so. Well. Yeah, those well, are my thoughts. Uncle Thor. <laughs> well, also. <Right. laughs> well, also. The, Gore, the, his name should just be Gore. The guy butchery, he ain't do much butchering of any guys. I saw him kill one. I'll kill, so I'll kill one guy. And that, and that guy was a piece. Was of, it just one? Yes. They, that they we actually saw him kill. Yes. yes, we saw like we saw the after effect of him doing you know, the and other guys. But yeah, as far as like him actually killing, we only. Yeah, and that's some bullshit. I so want Jason wanted the carnage, but it's a light film. You can't get the boys no, and Sesame no, Street. No, no, I don't want to see the carnage. I want him. I want them to show he's a force to be reckoned with because he's out there killing guys. I want to see him in the act because first of all, he looked like a malnourished kid with his body. He was scary looking. Just no, stop. No, no, he's not even not scared. No, he, but he, he was really scary, he was scary looking in that sense. But you wanted to see like the warrior. You wanted to yeah, see I want, why he was so feared. Yeah. Like because words can only do so much. That's like that's why Thanos. He was talking a big game, but then when, when we saw Thanos piece up the Hulk, I was like, oh, <laughs> you're serious. Yeah, because like, I mean, if you think about it, the fact that he bested Sif, Lady Sif. To yeah. the point where she was oh, almost. Yeah, I, I would have wanted to see that. Yeah, it, it, it it's like Hella. 
hella she talked a big game hella broke me up yeah <laughs> like and and that and that's why in the first two thor movies none of them villains seemed that uh that imposing but in these past like well in like um in ragnarok hella was imposing as hell she was overly i felt like she was overly powerful i really did no, but that makes sense because she's a god <laughs> like yeah. Like and that's the reason why Odin had her banished. Like that's the yeah. reason why he had her locked away because yeah. of how powerful she was. So yeah, and it's yeah, like she just came out of nowhere. Nobody who is her mother. Like they really there was so many questions. That's one reason why Ragnarok is just all right to me. Like I like the new direction, but it was like who this chick and where she came from. Like. I don't know. Because you, you got to know if that was Frigga's daughter, she wouldn't have just is, let him. I still don't know. Maybe you can tell me. Like, I watched it again and I'm still unclear. So he had a side baby or what was that? Like or maybe Frigga was the second wife? I don't know. Maybe. Well, they, they did imply that Odin was a hoe, so. When? <laughs> yeah. Look, well, like, I mean, to be honest, he's a god, so it kind of comes with the territory. Yeah, so... So why he ain't why he ain't like Zeus with many children? Why he just got the, that's what I'm see. I'm a thinker. I'm gonna keep asking questions to make sense. And she ain't well, making because sense to Zeus me, so. rapes people and give and forces oh, yeah, that, give yeah, them that, children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a gentleman, so that's why he only got one uh, outside baby. Well, okay. Yeah, but like, but my thing is, I just wish because Christian Bell, phenomenal actor, but make his character physically imposing as well. Because words only do so much. Because yeah, I'm seeing him do all this carnage, but I'm still not seeing. I'm still not seeing much of the physical side because, like I said, he stood toe to toe with Lady Siv, so he should like. I want to see that, and then he took down a big ass guy. I want to see that, but instead, no, we get Thor just making jokes and cheating on his on Stormbreaker. I think because he was like shadow, like they were going for that horror element, and the boogeyman works in the shadows. I think they weren't showing him you know do the carnage as much because that took away from the whole i think the whole boogeyman shadow element so no but he was he stabbed me he was stabbing motherfuckers though that's what i'm saying i mean but yeah, you know but... what? i think it i think it kind of works too that he was this he had this unimposing physical presence because if you are a god and you have this overinflated self of who you are, you're gonna mm -hmm. look at this person who claims to be a god butcher and you're gonna like be like, whatever, you can't do anything. And that could work in his favor because they're mm -hmm. already looking at him like you are no threat. And sometimes those things that we kind of ignore are the things that will harm us the most. So I kind of, I'm okay with the way that he was kind of, you know, underwhelming in that sense like if he was somebody big and huge right, like if he was right. the size of the, the hulk or even of thanos i would expect him to do some damage you look at the way he was presented in this film i'm not expecting that guy to be able to do anything the fact that you could pick up the necro sword was, was impressive really impressive. yes you look like <laughs> you can't even lift a toothpick but that's probably what made his character so powerful is the mm -hmm. fact that he looks underwhelming. And that's yep. the best way to overtake a powerful enemy is because they yeah. already underestimate you. Well, because like they said, his strength came from the sword. So he was physically weak. Like as we saw, nigga was two days from death uh when he finally saw the god. So I mean, right. all he did was get a paint job. But um yeah. 
it was the sword that made him the killer. It wasn't his physique. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just say this in honor of our co-host that isn't here. I want to at least see him throw some more hands, man. Give me some hands, <laughs> like like let me hear Adam now. Damn all that! Give me the hands. <laughs> no, I meant like cause like I said, like Hanukkah was saying, Lady Siv, she a fourth record. I want to see that fight. If he can, if he can take it up, at least give me that fight. Well, to be honest, we ain't seen her throw hands since Thor one. It don't, it don't, it don't matter that like she's still a warrior. Like if you take down a warrior, I gotta see how you take down that motherfucking off. Know what I'm saying? Like it's cool. Like he fought, he fought um Valkyrie and Thor and Mighty Thor and in the Shadow World. That was cool. But like I need to see, I need to see motherfucker throw some hands. Like that, that's all I'm saying. Well, they weren't playing patty cake. What do you mean? Like, oh, I, I need to see some more. I need to see some more yamis up in there, man. Oh lord, this is I not need, anime. I, I need to see. Well, 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 the way the Marvel going might as well be. <laughs> like I said, like I, said, I thought their fight scene was good, and then once again, he used his shadow elements to get inside their head and play with their, you know, psyche. It wasn't all about, like she said, I'm big, I'm Thanos, I can break you in half. You know, it was more of a psychological shadow boogeyman type thing so i i think he gave a need to be given for his character i don't know why you hate i'm not it, it ain't hating it, he, <laughs> I, I guess me and like and like thousands of other people are hating because a lot of people agree with me he's an underwhelming villain <laughs> like to me he's just an underwhelming villain from villains i've seen in mm-hmm. superhero media like i said i hate to say it i'm probably getting moral fatigue because i'm seeing all these other things that's yeah that's adapted that's doing something new, like Watchmen. I love the movie and I love the TV series. Invincible is still one of my favorite superhero stories out there. We get we got the boys. Irredeemable is coming, which is another Superman, uh, evil Superman. So we they're doing things that these that that Marvel and DC. Well, DC they're kind of breasting out more because they're actually taking chances with rated R. Marvel they, they still they're still a family a family um family company yes disney owns i mean family company that's has race racist backbone but 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 still they're a family company so they can't really take more chances which is why i'm kind of nervous for them to tackle a daredevil or a deadpool or a punisher because i don't want to see a pg-13 version of those characters right because last time we got a PG-13 Daredevil, let's just say it wasn't the best movie. Well, I think Wanda brought the heat. Like, if you wanted Carnage, Wanda gave it to you. So I think they really pushed the envelope with that film. Well, we, that's Wanda. But if you've seen The Punisher, oh, I, don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how the hell you can pacify The Punisher. Yeah, Daredevil, they, Daredevil I guess they can. I kind of don't want to because the show... It's still the best superhero show I've seen, so I'm had to I'm had to get used to being PG thirteen. But Deadpool cannot be PG thirteen. Deadpool is I don't even see how it could be PG Mm thirteen. So they're going to have to push some envelopes coming up because a lot of these companies with superhero properties they're pushing envelope like DC. They're starting to put out rated R content and they're pushing that PG thirteen limit, like. Batman was a few scenes away from being rated R because it was some very oh the, the new one yeah it was it was a lot of fucked up shit in that movie. I mean, but, I don't think Christian Bale's character was 
he was no Heath Ledger's The Joker. I don't I don't know if he was meant to be the star. I still think this was Thor's film. So, you know, as I always say, you can't have two divas on the stage. I think he brought what needed to be brought, but if it would have been too much Christian Bale, it probably would have overshadowed Thor. And this is his film. Well, so, or her race, film. Yeah. Or her but, film. Well, but before we go, I do want to say this. Nah, this wasn't a Thor film. This was these guys' film right here. It better be them damn ghosts. And giant ghosts. Oh, look at <laughs> <laughs> And with that, y'all, that concludes <laughs> the show. I had a lot of fun. Thank you, Hanukkah, for coming on, talking some boys with us, and yeah. Thor Love and Thunder with us. Courtney, thank you for being here. Thank you for coming. Nice not being the only girl on here. (laughs) Tonight has been very fun, but we got to go ahead and get on up out of here. And I'm just going to go through our normal spill. You know, just go to our link tree, link tree slash bring the popcorn. You can find all of our link to our merchandise store, our many platforms we stream on. Or you can just email me at bringthepopcorn93 at gmail.com. And I will read up any questions, comments, concerns, or if you want to roast me, I'll read those too. That that, that should be fun. Hanukkah, <laughs> where can the people find you at? Uh, you can find me on all social media at Phantom Hybrid, the Phantom Hybrid podcast. We are on all social media platforms. You can also find us on our link tree at Phantom Hybrid. All right. And Courtney, Miss Courtney, where can they find you at? Um, yes, uh, you can find me at www.coinlyricpresents uh, or um, on TikTok at the same um, as be Courtney Lyric Presents, uh, YouTube, same thing. So check me out. All right, check them out. And y'all, next week is a fun week because y'all going to see me rant again because Resident Evil comes out next week. And oh, the Netflix have, one? And I'm going to have to watch that. And we're going to have some special guests. Y'all probably gonna see me pull my fucking hair out, but hey, you watch. What if it's good? What if Netflix gives a good story? And 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 what if um Adolf Hitler won the war? That didn't happen. I don't expect this to happen. But you know what? But hey, I watch. <laughs> I watch. Um, I waste my money and time, so you guys don't have to. So tune in for that because it's gonna be some fun. But until then, just remember when you come to these reviews. And interviews. Just remember to always bring the popcorn. All right, y'all. We out. Peace. Raider.